Hey guys, welcome to episode 40 of the JV Club with the marvelous Vanessa Ragland. Oh, sometimes I can't help myself and I gotta be sing-song, everybody. Um, I want to, first of all, thank uh, those of you who heard that I had a bike accident. Thank you so much for your kind thoughts on Facebook and Twitter, etc. Um, I just feel like I want to explain that a, <clears throat> a bus uh, ran me off the road in a bike lane and I ran into a building, so I had to get uh, stitches in my chin and I have a little bit of a jaw thing happening and some chipped teeth, but I am okay and I'm already back on my bike, so thank you so much for uh, for for reaching out about that, and I also want to say, please, 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 anybody who rides a bike or does anything like that, uh, wear a helmet, uh, take care of yourself, or wear plenty of protective uh, materials, even during the daytime. Make sure you're visible, and that is enough coaching and chiding from me. Let's get into some shout-outs uh, via email, Curtis C, via Twitter, Chase R, Adam B, Daniel S, Megan C, Ken F, Emily, Sarah P, via Facebook, Robert C. Oz, Kelly Ray, Damon L. Uh, I want to thank the people who have been sending in dinner party stories. You still have until December 8th to get one over to me to win a copy of Tess Rafferty's book, Recipe for Disaster. Uh, if you want to send that to me, great. I'm making uh, a couple of final decisions. I think we're probably going to send out a couple of books uh, with Tess shortly. I want to thank uh, Lucy via email, beautiful email, Jules, Jessica, also gorgeous emails around Thanksgiving time uh, on the Nerdist page for Janie Haddad Tompkins, Monia Paul, PJ Alec Todd. You guys posted some great links and some uh, great information there on Facebook. Gabriella, Cassidy Alice on Twitter, for fuck's sake, Jennifer, Megan C and Lee S on Twitter. And uh, also I want to dedicate this episode to Stephen, a listener who sent me an email um, describing some things he's gone through in his uh, life uh, recently that have been very, very difficult. I think he's um, a total rock star and uh, everything that he has undergone and is coming out on the other side of better and stronger. Um, congratulations. So uh, this one goes out to you, Stephen. And uh, as always, just love hearing from all of you guys. What a joy. Um, what else do I want to say? I guess uh, please make sure to watch Neil's Puppet Dreams. It's uh, watchable on the Nerdist YouTube channel. I continue to do segments on HuffPost Live. We are recording Cora, and we've been doing some commentary for the Cora Season 1 DVD. I've been recording that with uh, some of the cast members and creators, and it's just been a joy. So lots of good stuff going on. Hope everything is wonderful with you guys, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. First of all, I started the podcast with a deep sigh. Okay. So that's a good sign. <laughs> are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling, guys. Cameras are rolling. Um, this uh. is the thing. Sometimes life happens, everyone. Mm. And I know that that's mm. a poster for a bad like movie that Let's Vanessa see. and I would probably go see <laughs> and make fun of, but also secretly enjoy. Oh, it's okay. Listen, guys, sometimes life happens. Sometimes, uh. sometimes you have uh, a plumber who's dealing with some plumbing issues. Sometimes you have... 
uh two a dogs running around sometimes you have a cat in a cupboard the cat is in the cupboard you judging have, uh, just judging right now. she's very judgmental she's sitting on that because it's warm so she's sitting Ooh. on a, some she's sitting on like the dvd player and stuff it's i know that it's probably not a good idea it's adorable um, though but for right now we're letting it happen we've got a dog and a toy a in front of us big toys we got another little dog running around like a crazy man life happens life sometimes life happens oh. just when you least expect it There's life, life happens um and so that's so there could be a lot of interruptions there could be a lot of interruptions I'm ready for whatever comes our way um Already, it seems like the dog wants to be in a different room. Listen, yeah. all right. <laughs> so uh, now that we've broken it down, that's that's essentially and vaguely what's going on, guys. Just the but chip of the iceberg, really. It's just the tip. Of the, did you say the chip of the iceberg? It's a tip, chip but I off like the, chip, old chip off the old iceberg. That's what icicle is. Um, <laughs> not technically. I'm joined by Vanessa Raglan. She's a friend. Hi. Hi. Um, she's also a uh, host of her own podcast, Pop My Culture Podcast, with my Sketchfest partner, Sketchfest partner, my Sketchfest partner, Carl Stratton. It's not what Australians. It is not how an Australian would pronounce partner, but it works. Uh, and by the way, very good Australian oh, accent. Thank you so much. A lot of people can't just pull that out. <laughs> oh, there it is. But we both <laughs> can sort Oh, this is going to be a good party's party. But my culture is a great podcast. And and is it weird? I'm asking this. I okay. do other people's podcasts frequently. Yeah. So I know the answer to this for me personally. Yeah. But is it weird doing someone else's podcast? You sort of feel uh-huh. like you have a responsibility to run the show, even yeah. though you don't. I'm turning it off, but I did. You can sit back just, and be in the passenger seat. Uh, all right. Which in Australia would be on the other side of the car. Oh, you can get in the boot. It's the you trunk. can get in the boot. <laughs> Um, oh yeah side note i have some australian and new zealand listeners uh hey guys who runs the uh pinterest account uh for the jv club is uh you're really she's a kiwi you're on top of things you have a pinterest account for the podcast oh my gosh wait till you see i don't follow it and i love pinterest i gotta catch up we're gonna get you caught up because uh jules will take visual images of everything we talk like what we talk about so if we talk about your visual obsession with Olivia Newton-John, right? Part of the like, your the your Vanessa Ragland JV Club Pinterest board will have like <gasps> Olivia Newton-John, this oh. and that, you know. So she, it's really a lovely collage of visual representation of what happens on the podcast. Thank you, Jules. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, no. oh I know. Oh, Jules! Shout out to Jules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already so annoyed by us. I know, and it's not oh, going to get better. this could be a giggler. I don't think it's going to get better. I'm this having some diet soda today. <laughs> Woo. It's not that bad. What I'm drinking. This Doc Browns, it doesn't yeah. taste diet. No, and it's not got that, it's not got a huge list of things in it. No, it's I'm pretty okay basic. With it's pretty basic. That, and then Virgil's also has a nice diet cream mm. soda. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. Would you say Jaegers? No, I said, yeah, he does. Oh. But Jaegers. <laughs> By the way. Oh, no. Oh, here we That's go. That's a hard thing to stop. When you it start. is. It really is. Ugh. Have you ever had to do, uh, like, I got a job where I got to do, I've had to do that accent on a couple of different occasions for work. And what a joy. Voiceover? Or? One was voiceover. Yeah. One was, um, 
There's this uh, there's this Barbie related thing mm. called Monster High. Oh, Are you I've familiar seen it with in it? Target. Yeah. Okay, so I got for some for some thing for some maybe commercial or something. I got to be the mermaid. Her name's Laguna. Whoa! Congrats! And so I got to be the voice of the mermaid, but not for like the cartoon itself. That's still very exciting. But it was. That's pretty a pretty exciting. one to be. Yeah, she's the best one. Yep. I think. Yeah. Um. So there was that, and then I also got to do a TV show where I worked at an Australian like outback kind of steakhousey sort of thing, where like our thing was that we all was spoke to put with Australian on. accent. Oh, but it was supposed to be bad. So thank God that is I have a, a terrible out. accent. And I, so yeah, so we got to make like horrible. It was improv. It was an improvised uh, TV show, so called Free Ride, and Ooh. we got to improvise. So I was just kind of like doing a bunch of <gasps> that terrible, terrible puns. That is terrible a dream. puns. I've never gotten to do it. Well, it's just a secret. I do that show was canceled after half of one season, but it's possible it could come back, <laughs> and then we could go work at Anytime. that fictional place. Are. I'll keep you what pasted. <laughs> Guys, I am so sorry. Don't be. Oh. You're having some Tivana? Or what is it? Te- tejava? Tejava. Tivana. I'm having some mm. Tejava. You're having some Doc Brown's diet soda. Whatever happens, happens. Shit's going to get crazy. <laughs> yeah, Shit's already yeah, clearly so crazy. crazy. We yeah. got a cat in the cupboard. Oh. oh. Vanessa, what yeah. a joy. Oh, what a joy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. Uh, we've talked about it for a long time. Oh, yeah, we've made totally it happen. on the way here. You did? Yeah. My, I'm bad. My, did you follow GPS? Because yeah, that's what I, you shouldn't have done. You should have followed yeah. my instructional email. I, I don't have any direction sense, so I thought I couldn't even follow your email, you know, because oh, I gotcha, didn't trust myself. Gotcha. So I was following my GPS, and then I missed the 101 North. A lot of things happened. I ended up at Olvera Street. Ooh. I love Olvera Street. I'm going to go Street. on Sunday. I want to get some shopping done. I'm so glad you brought that up because I it, it is the season for Olvera Street, right? especially because they have Las Posadas there charming, in December. Charming, charming. Um, love it, love it, love it. And it is, yeah, they do like, have you ever, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, guys, sorry. Sometimes life sorry. happens. <laughs> That's the, stop it. <laughs> oh my God, guys, Please, sorry. Danny, could you take Scott out? Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to edit any of this out because it's all pure gold. Oh, you should. It's really good. Just when you least expect it, morph happens. Oh, starring Zach. Oh, you wish. Oh, I do. Watched uh, the movie last night. What's the movie? <gasps> the Lucky One. Watched it last night. Oh, that's his most recent? Soldier. I guess he did the Nicole Kidman one since then. I haven't seen that one. But What's the Nicole Kidman one? The one where he pees on her jellyfish thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's been talking about yeah. that, and I forgot that he was in that. Yeah, I haven't seen it, though. But the lucky one is a soldier movie. Soldier, Nicholas Sparks. Okay. You know, hitting all the... Hitting every mark. There were dogs. There was a deadbeat dad. Single mom. This soldier with like PTSD. Yeah, oh. Sex in the water. For sure. Nicholas Everything Sparks. Everything you need. Everything yeah. you oh, need. Oh, and a wise grandma. That gives oh, like good. little words of wisdom, you know, about like oh, wise or wise and cracking. dead parents, not wise cracking. Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> it's not like the proposal. It's not. She's not Betty White. I get it. I get it. Uh, but let's talk about Olvera Street oh, yeah. again for a second. Um, so Olvera Street, for those of you who don't know, and yes, I am pronouncing it correctly because listen, guys, Olvera. <laughs> Olvera Street, because I did, as as I've said before, go to uh, uh, first through sixth grade in uh, like a 
ESL, uh, SSL, like classroom where things were taught bilingually. So, um, Olveta, not so a big I can, deal for you. I can say that and be, and I can be sh- shamefully made fun of and I deserve it, but I will no. continue to say no. it. No. But I've kind of gone back and forth. I think I said Olvera and Olvera Street. I've already said both. Well, you were like just making times. me feel okay with the first time because you were repeating what I did and then you're like, Fair but enough. actually, <laughs> but actually, Olvera. as long as we're talking, <laughs> shop. Um, but they have, uh, have you been to the actual, like part of the Las Posadas, like stuff that happens at Christmas, no. what they do, you gotta go. Uh, this is the first year I'm staying in LA for All the right. holidays. Gotta Listen do it. up. Listen up. <sighs> December, most of the month of December, um, you can look on the, their, their, their schedule, but they have a Las Posadas procession that is like little kids dressed up as angels and then their parents and stuff. And oh they carry gosh. a crash scene around along Olvera street, like past the little, all the oh little shops gosh. and stuff. And then they eventually get to the gazebo where they have like a whole big crash scene, um, set up and they sing Spanish Christmas songs, which is kind of what I grew up with hearing. And, um, and, uh, there's like beautiful flocorico dancing that's happening with all these <laughs> what kind kids. of dancing? Flocorico. Flocorico. There's like folk dancing ah. with like the big skirts oh, and yes. like adorable little kids with like paper flowers. And, like, tap, yeah, they're not tap dancing. Paper flowers. Everything. It's you could so want. magical, and it's I'm a going. tradition for me every Christmas to go da- to go down there and have like you know some Mexican food and wander I around and buy it. a Christmas ornament and ah. listen to the songs and stuff. So I welcome you and John. Thank you. If you so would like much. to be a part of that, we would love that. to. We would um, love but to. But even if we can't do it together, I'm just making sure my phone's off. Even if we can't do it together, um, you got to go because I'd it's love a to. Joy. The other thing that I like to do around the holidays, and usually sometimes I even put it into the same night, Whoa. is to go to one of the Christmas programs at Walt Disney Concert Hall. Never done that either. Oh, it's such a joy. They have. Um, there's a few things that they do every oh year gosh. traditionally, and then they and then sometimes they bring like different um, Christmas stuff in. Like last year, I went and saw two different programs. One of them was um, this amazing, uh, like like a fiddler sort of, like an amazing Ooh. violinist who kind of did like bluegrassy sort Just of Christmas stra- stuff. No, she had a, her whole band, and it was oh. a woman, and she was amazing. I've and been then, making a lot of assumptions that like. That's a man. You yeah, off, a man. offline we were talking about yeah. like sometimes it's nice to just have a, a real job where I you can just be mad boss. at your boss. Like that guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boss, My is, boss a man. is a man. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, and then there's they have this there's this one program they do every year that's the holiday sing along and it's during the day and so all <gasps> these families bring their kids. And so there's a, there's the orchestra but then you're also singing along to all of these oh Christmas songs. Oh my gosh. It's, a, it's great. Bring on the holidays. I've never done LA Christmas and I've been sort of dreading it because I'm so used to East Coast and my family being around and like all those traditions that I grew up with and the weather and you know, all that. But it's like, I think I'm going to like it. It's a totally different experience. And if you want snow, you can also, usually there's snow by Christmas, I think, um, or there's often snow up uh, Angeles Forest, up in Angeles Forest, oh. where lots of uh, like bodies have been buried. But listen, yeah, it's not no, just that. No. Um, but there's people. People take their. I'll show you some pictures on my phone. People take their families up there and go sledding and oh stuff. I mean, even gosh. as close as 45 minutes outside of LA. <gasps> so you're telling me you can do anything in this city? Pretty much. Don't doubt this city. 
Let your dreams come to life. When you least expect it, life happens. Sometimes life happens. Yeah. So where? So so why aren't you guys going back? And where do you usually go back? Well, we're just not going back because it's really expensive. And I made like three trips back east in the last three months. So that. And also we thought it would be kind of nice to have our own Christmas for the first time because we have been together out here six years now. So it's like, oh, this is a good time. But we usually go to Virginia because my parents have lived there for like 10 years now and John's parents live about an hour away in Richmond. And that's just a coincidence? Yeah. That's so interesting. Very interesting. Well, we met at Virginia Tech, so I guess the odds that you're going to be in-state are are higher. But neither of them live near Tech. And then John has family up in Massachusetts. So last year we spent Christmas at a lake house in Massachusetts as his grandmother's lake house. And it was like the most gorgeous Christmas. Snowy? Oh, snowy. Crunchy. Oh, it was so wonderful. That sounds so beautiful. Golden retrievers. Like anything you could love about what you want to wake up to. Crackling fire. Crackling fire. Hot cocoa. Oh, come on. That's so I'm jo- not going to do that this year. And I'm okay with that. But this will be good. Yeah, You'll no, have a really good... I'm, listen, I've already given you like three things that you have to do for yeah, Christmas. Those are all good. If I'm going to do them all. If not two. Yeah, if not one. <laughs> I give you, no, I did give no, you, you three things. I gave you Angela's Forest. Forest. The Walt Disney Concert Hall. Oh, and Old Gara Street. To see the Forecara Las Posadas. You name it. Oh, this is great. This is going to be a great Christmas. Thank you. Are you staying here? I probably will. Ooh, no definite plans, Miss Barney's playing hard to get terrible. this Christmas. <laughs> I haven't had that many offers, guys. I have not. I'm really bad about deciding what I'm doing for the holidays. A lot of that has to do with the fact that we're so deep in Sketchfest. Yeah. That oh every my gosh. year I'm like, I can't see past the day. Yeah. Like what today, if I can just get through yeah. today and get some work done. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty much like that up until Sketchfest starts. So Ooh. we're, we've been much better the last few years about taking a little bit of holiday time off, but, um, yeah, I just, it's impossible for yeah. me to make a decision. So I'm talking about maybe going, um, the the gentleman in my life uh, from his family lives on Long Island, and it, that sounds like she kind said of online. Online, like, oh, red flag, <laughs> red flag. But also, what does that even Let's mean? Go. Um, sip. Uh, so I don't know. There was a discussion of maybe going to the East Coast for mm. us for uh, I was about to say for a New York minute, um, <laughs> for a second. Uh, so maybe maybe that. Otherwise, I'll probably be here. But the last, like the, pretty much the entire time I've lived in LA, I think I've been here on Christmas Day every day since oh, I wow. moved here. How many years? What's the count? I think this is this will be my eighth Christmas okay. in Los Angeles. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, one and all. Mm. And God loves mm-hmm. everyone. Okay, yeah. so Virginia. Yeah. I've been over-talking. No, This is one haven't. of those podcasts no, you where haven't. I've been... No, no, I've definitely been talking more, but it's because I haven't seen you yeah, and no, we've got friends, a lot to say. Yep. and so this really is just a conversation. Feels good. It feels really Woo! good. And side note, guys, Vanessa is sitting on the floor. I recently... Yeah. Um, uh, shouted out Allison Rosen when we did the podcast together because she chose to sit sit on the floor and frequently 
my guests are on the couch and I'm on the floor. Really? So I like that you hunker down with me. I, I have per- prefer the floor. I do too. Over every time. Every Give time. Give it to me every, and every time. And you know what? People sometimes get uncomfortable with that. Like if there's people on the couch and you sit on oh, the floor, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'll like, get up. No, 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 let me. Yeah, no. there, there's like a big kerfuffle yeah. about like, oh, this I is really impolite of us. I don't I have to decide like where to put my feet because we're all on the same level. Yes. I can squiggle around. Yeah, I like to squiggle and wriggle no, sometimes. If my If like my back's being kooky, I actually will just like, yes, exactly. For a second, who you can put your even feet cares? over your head. Yeah. yeah. I always thought, like, I've never seen grown-ups really doing that in, you know, my head, like, what a grown-up is. Like, my parents, like, Agreed. never saw my mom rolling around on the floor, but I can't imagine that I'll ever stop because it just I feels good. I will either. And I will say that my mom is a little bit of a floor roller oh, around her honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad, not so much, but my mom is. Just get down there. She'll do what do you gotta it. do. Yeah. Uh. She's not afraid. So, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, is not your name. I want to be clear Could that be. I didn't just accidentally call you Virginia. So Virginia. Instead of Vanessa. <laughs> Listen, Virginia, yes, I'm Janice. delighted to have you. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, is that where you went to high school as yeah. well? High school, and then I went to Virginia Tech. What was uh, what was Virginia is mm-hmm. one of those areas that you can either kind of be closer to DC and have it be a right. little more metropolitan and a little more like Ooh. that, or it can be very rural, right? Petersburg, the uh, capital of the Civil War, there for a while. Uh-huh. I was really close to Petersburg, so that's like an hour south of Richmond. Okay, so like three and a half hours from DC, less metropolitan it's still very metropolitan prince george high uh-huh. um, no it was not it was very out in the boondocks but i li- i don't mind that i don't mind that i had a weird i lived in upstate new york when i was little well first tennessee then upstate oh, new york while the moving around my dad just switched jobs it was like corporate okay like people always think army but it was just corporate stuff like working yeah. for one company and then got transferred their whole, my whole family's from Tennessee. So I lived there until I was about six, then moved to upstate New York for about five or six years, and then back to Tennessee for a short stint while my dad... I forgot that I totally suppressed this memory. Interesting. My dad made this big life change and opened with some friends this gold mining store called Gold River Mining. That had a sluice in the store. That was in Nashville. And that was like a very bizarre year and a half of my life. Interesting. <laughs> so he decided to leave the corporate. What was his, what is his job? What did, what? He was, he's an engineer is what his degrees are in. And then, but he had been like a company vice president for a company that makes like ink rolls for printers and things mm-hmm. like that. So he'd started in product design and then moved up in that. And then, I don't know. I still like look back. We don't talk about that in my family. But recently, I John said something, and I was like, Ugh, "Gold River Mining," and I'd never told him about this chapter of life. It was horrible. We moved when I was at my ugliest ever, maybe, to a school. when you were what, like twelve? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that because you know, like, I I've assumed the you picture. were ugly at twelve. <laughs> Only was just doing the math because you yeah. said six years. Yeah. So, yeah. so about twelve from a school I loved in upstate New York that was probably like. 100 kids in my grade, very, everybody, it was really near Hamilton College and Colgate, so most of the kids were like professors' kids. It was such a good little experience. And then to a huge school in Tennessee, there's like, you know, 2,000 kids. They hated me because I had like a, didn't have a southern accent. And also, (laughs) so weird. So that didn't help (laughs) anything. You were so weird. so weird. I love it already. So I was uh, moonlighting at Gold River Mining while I was in whatever grade that was. What did they sell exactly? Like gold? So you like come in, like you, you could get your ore from the machine, <laughs> and you'd sit down at the sluice and pan through your ore 
to see if you had any jewels. And then you would, if you wanted to, you could turn it into jewelry there. And they also had an opal room, a showroom full of opals. First Dinosaur bones were there. What wasn't in the... I'll story? tell you what. It's very easy for me to picture all of this because, as you may or may not know, my dad writes books about ghost towns and mining camps. There you go. So I know more about like, the gold rush and just you know all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And the idea of this, like this, like the same people who buy my dad's books yep. would be going to your dad's and store. And it was really close to Opryland and stuff like that. Yeah. So... I think that was like, oh, it'll be kind of a feeder fish to the attractions but, in Nashville. So it only lasted a year and a half. Yeah, so I don't think assumes, it went well. Yeah. We, I don't really know what happened. Because no one will talk about right. it. Right. And it was like my parents had just built their How dream house. How old was he? Is it possible he, that was part of like a, a very mild midlife crisis I for him? I think he's probably had a few. Uh, probably one midlife. I think just because he had fallen into such, he's a very creative person. And I think he'd fallen into like a real corporate kind of job. So it was probably exciting to do that. And they were moving back to their hometown after being in New York, which I loved as a kid, but I think probably was really hard for my parents. Um, like looking back, that must've been strange for them. Uh, so I don't really know what all was going on there, but it was super bizarre. And then we moved to Virginia when I was still ugly, but less ugly. I you I have no idea what I I don't think I look good now but what I looked like it was oh, like stop. no you know how you want to go back and be like why didn't anyone tell this little girl not to braid her hair so oh, many times <laughs> like so many braids on my head oh. and so many accessories and like I had a Mickey Scorpio shirt that I just wore the hell out of a Mickey Scorpio shirt it's like the sons of Zodiac with Mickey on somewhat it. <laughs> combined Walt Disney characters with with astrology yeah it was that really, is between marvelous that, and I had a Miss Piggy. Oh no, it was Pigtoria's Secret shirt that I thought was hilarious. Let's just say that again for the <laughs> listeners. Pigtoria's <laughs> Secret. She was in the Bustier. They well, first of all, I guess I well, okay, a couple things. Number <laughs> one, was this something that was Victoria's Secret related? Like I, I'm trying to remember because I do remember the Muppets being involved in parody. Yeah, but I'm trying to think if it was like. Make like it was a Muppets brand thing, making fun of the idea of Victoria's Secret, or if somehow it was I, like in conjunction with the company Victoria's Secret. I as don't like know a, because I think it was really pushing those boundaries because it looked it was like the exact Victoria's Secret logo. Yeah. I didn't really know what any of that was, but it was like this. It had like this long thing, like this sexy sassy bustier. I memorized this whole shirt, and <laughs> I would like if somebody complimented me, I would just like read off the whole. Oh, Secret. I really loved Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy's Guide to Life. Had that book. Loved it. I liked Miss Piggy too, but fan. I guess I didn't accessorize with Ms. her. Piggy. I guess I didn't accessorize with her. Have to take it to I guess if I, I, if, I guess if I, are we allowed to go to the bathroom in the show? Oh yeah, I can just pause it. You want to? Do I have to pause the microphone? No, I'm just going to pause <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Everybody knows back. sometimes life happens. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, that might be the first pee break. Oh, it is. I knew it would podcast. be. I have to pee every podcast that we do, pop culture. Not that yeah. we do, but now, yeah, from now historically, on, from yes, on I do. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's totally I just okay. Can't make it, and then I, I start getting nervous. I will the opportunity if someone affords me the opportunity to pee because they need to. Oh, I'll man. take it. I'll do it. It's it's like more anxiety for me once I have to pee a little bit about thinking about when am I going to ask? When am I? If I don't, I totally you know. understand. Yeah. So thank you so. much. I get like that. I, feel really I safe always have you. to sit on the aisle in a movie. Yeah. What I rarely have to actually get up in the middle but of a movie, knowing, but just knowing because otherwise clamber over people. Oh yes. Side note, uh, related mm. to that and related to going to see Christmas programming, mm. um, I 
had a little bit of a panic attack the last time I was at Walt Disney Hall because the seats that we had gotten for said Fiddler. No, maybe yeah. it was for a different one. I can't. I've Let's been to. I, I go the, to more than one, but um, was the, the seats were so the seats were like you know it was that balcony where. I don't know if you've been to Walt Disney Concert Hall. The balcony is so steep, yeah, that and the, and there's so little space, so for narrow, your that um, we were sitting in the first, the first row of the really high balcony, like nosebleed seats, and I just I got vertigo. Oh, I was like, no. I feel like I'm <gasps> gonna fall over the. Have side. you had vertigo before? Yeah, kind of sometimes. Never had it. It was I'm terrible. Jealous. And so for the yeah, you should be. It's a very glamorous issue. I really Vertigo. and we were in the middle and it's so tight with people in and the, the middle music. and there's no that all I could think was what if I have a panic attack and, and I have to get and I fall oh. forward or I have to like get out quickly because I feel trapped and and so and what if oh. I have that and so in thinking what if I have that I kind of gave you it gave to it to yourself yeah Ooh, and we and, and in an intermission we all ended up moving to seats that were not as intense I had a very similar memory come back from about I guess I was probably fourteen or fifteen at a theater competition naturally and we were in a big auditorium full of people they were about to do the awards part and i was sitting i was sitting on the floor at this huge auditorium like there's chairs everywhere but i was sitting down uh with like my legs crossed on the floor and i started thinking like oh no i think my legs are gonna fall asleep like i need to get up i'd been sitting for a while Mm -hmm. and i kept thinking i just have to get up because my legs might fall asleep but how will i know if they've fallen asleep because they're not tingling or anything so then at the like exact wrong time i tried to stand up and they were both asleep. They and were? I just fell <laughs> down the stairs of the auditorium. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, were you hurt? Uh, no, I fall all the time. And later that too. day, I fell in some mud. <laughs> 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 it was a bad day. I fall. I fall. I, if, I, I, do I fall or do I trip? I guess I trip frequently. But I, my version of that is that I certainly dr- I drop things a Ooh, lot. And yeah. I, and I spill things. I would say I spill something liquid uh once a day oh me too at least like i t- i turn i overturn a glass around the day. house i wear a shirt that john called my bib because i'm just like i can't wear real clothes if i'm gonna eat today <laughs> <laughs> we are birds of a feather <laughs> it's possible that i don't know if birds are that messy i've never mm. seen a bird in a bib but no birds are messy in their own way they just toss it they've got those beaks to toss it we have these flat oh, little yeah. mouths so it just yeah, falls right on us beaks. oh god what Maybe. if someone invented a solution to messy eating that and involved it essentially a beef? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm totally on board. I can't remember what we were talking. Oh, Virginia. We're talking oh. about Virginia. Oh, yeah, Sweet yeah, yeah. Okay, so the so the Muppets, uh, Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. Um so and I really hope that whatever teen photo we end up putting up oh. for you on the is on I've the podcast represents that in yeah. some way. Yeah. But um <laughs> so when you moved okay, so then you you guys quietly, without another word, will we'll we'll never, never speak, speak of this Gold again. River mining again. You moved to uh Virginia. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um your dad got a different corporate job. Yep. He had to go back to the grind. Go back to the grind. And Virginia was the first the time any of you had lived in Virginia. Right, right. Okay. Um and my sister was, she had just finished her senior year. We moved from New York during her senior year. So she had to do her senior year in Tennessee, which actually wasn't as destructive to her as I think it might have been to me. Um, and then she was going to college randomly in Virginia. She went to Roanoke College while we were, she enrolled there while we were still living in New York and, uh, or Tennessee. At that time. And you just have the one sister, just yep. you and your older sister? Okay. So by the, we moved to Virginia and it was like a whole different life because my sister was out of the house for the first time. Like she was off at college. We were 
in this big old farmhouse and uh, I was nervous. I moved a lot, you know? Yeah. And it, I was always, I think a good lesson to anybody that's moving or going through a life change, it's going to suck for like two months and then it'll be great. You just have to get used to that first two months of just like, it might not uh, even, sometimes it takes a little longer than two months yeah. even, no? But yeah. Yeah. I think it's just hard when people try to convince you that it's never going to, oh no, you're great. It'll be fine. It's going to be really hard. There's a lot of different stuff going on. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so that you're yeah. not so hard on yourself right, exactly. and so afraid of it not ever getting better. And you're better. thinking people you're think, not doing a good exactly. job or people don't like you or whatever it is. It just takes people a long time, both sides. When you So did you start, maybe you just said this and I missed it, but did you start high school in Virginia? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. So it was still So you were still kind school. of coming into a school right. where like everybody kind of knew each other yeah. opposed to feeding into exactly. a high school where it could have been a lot of could new Could have people. been a different kid, no. And it was a very close-knit group and... Um, just weird it was weird i guess new schools are always different and i i'm so surprised that those years in new york like my elementary school years essentially um really affected the way i thought about people or what i mean i still like i'm like that's how people can relate and that was so young but for some reason the other stuff always felt different to me um like i never got a new starting base for what felt good so that was like a very conservative crowd a very like people wearing big dog shirts you know <laughs> did you have big dog shirts when hey i'm trying to i've no fear a I lot of no fear. yeah 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 i Ain't was trying scared. to think of yeah what uh what group of people would have worn big dog shirts rednecks. and no fear yeah a lot of rednecks okay. like a lot of hunting and stuff like that and then the other group was like kind of country club and i just didn't really fit into either of those and i think my parents didn't either so i was really confused about like where yeah and there's fort lee is a military place very close by so there were army kids but it was basically like rich kids army kids and rednecks and so what who did you end up becoming friends with always a random assortment my whole life of just like really nice people usually nerds um like like smart kids that don't care yeah people that are obsessed with something are always fun like interesting people yeah so i just ended up finding people through school with interest and then theater was the big thing that i met the people that would become my my core group of people you know yeah and when do you still so you still feel like you were ugly duckling in high school oh yeah i'm just weird you know what i mean like so awkward so awkward like you don't know how to do hair things like that where it's just yeah. like why didn't a mom or somebody tell me like you can blow dry your that par- are your parents still together yeah and your so your sister is she like you or is she no. really girly and she was a ballerina different. uh oh. really good pianist really really like likes to follow the rules and um high achiever like i guess a very typical first child and then i was just like crazy and chubby and so much energy and not not like that. Like, so Did many you braids. Have, you, one of the things that I... <laughs> so many braids. One of the things that uh, that I think, you know, people who listen to your podcast re- recognize and, and one of the things that I think makes us friends is that we both are so... We enjoy being self-effacing and we enjoy yeah. sort of... We enjoy the recognition of our kind of quirks and foibles just and getting faults it out there. and yes. just kind of loving on yeah. it and just being like, I'm yeah. nuts and it's, it's great. Fine. Or, yeah. yeah. Did you have an awareness 
about yourself and that you were different in that same kind of loving, lovable way when you were younger? Or did you not have the perspective to sort of see what other people might be seeing and kind of, you know, I was so busy, honestly, like as a, I really liked, I was doing theater, I was doing hard classes and yearbook and model UN Trinidad and Tobago. Hey, oh, model UN. (laughs) This is a first. Oh yeah. I don't think I've had anybody who talked about being on, (laughs) uh, that's the first rule of model, the model UN. UN. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're not supposed to talk about mm-mm, it. Mm-mm. Damn it. Um, Some really good is anecdotes. Is it possible <laughs> you only think you were in the model UN, but really you, uh, oh. your alter ego personality yeah, was that's uh, entirely telling possible. stories to yourself? <laughs> um, in, an, in a Brad Pitt type manner. That was a what, train wreck. Uh, what, so the model UN, did you pick your... First of all, I got to break it down further. <laughs> I mean, I get that the model UN is like, we're pretending that we're the UN. <laughs> I get yeah. that. I'm not that stupid. I wouldn't put it in those words, but <laughs> I apologize. If I misspeak anything about the model UN, I really apologize. Um, so would you, would you talk about real, I guess this is what I'm wondering is like, were you talking about real issues as if you were trying to solve the world's problems as the UN That's or was it question. like you talk about school stuff? No, you don't. Basically what happened in my school was we found out the big UN trip, like the national model UN association or whatever it is has a big trip to new york every year and we wanted to go to new york so my i think it was maybe the year like ap history or u.s history or something like that we were like let's let's go to new york and one really smart girl in our class like filled out all the paperwork and then another really smart guy in our class kind of handled everything and so we would like meet once a week or something to to get you know to like hammer out the things and they send you what country you're assigned Oh, okay. and I think because our school didn't have any history of competing, they gave us Trinidad and Tobago, which like while the other countries were discussing really global issues, their biggest issue that year was the father rape situation. Um, <laughs> we were supposed to discuss like we don't sit like you don't Wait, sit don't, on all the panels. I, I should maybe I should know this already, but I, I can't say it's ringing a bell. I could be fuzzy on these details I wasn't. Okay. but basically there was a problem with dads really wanting their daughters to be to say virgins and like the only way they would find out was by testing it at a certain age <gasps> oh, and so no. i think that i think that's right and um and like it was kind of other governments coming in and trying to stop that because also disease was spreading and it's just you know it's abhorrent. So those were like the issues they were giving That's these. That's a very mature tenth adult graders who want to yeah. go to New York for. <laughs> like oh that. my god! And we got. I don't even really remember how it all played out, but we were like all broken up into like two person teams to be. Like your specialty is this. I think I was doing agriculture, maybe. Right. <laughs> my my friend Aaron, Aaron a boy, um, and we were like just goober best friends that were so. Not doing a good job on the UN. And then we went to the UN. Like, you go to the actual UN, you're discussing all the real issues. They, like, the kids we met at that UN conference, like, that is a movie. Those people aren't tense. Everyone had suits. Like, I had on, like, a velvet blazer from Goodwill and, like, a tapestry skirt (laughs) with my grandma wedge shoes. And it's like, people have briefcases. (laughs) Where am I? Oh, it was really bad. And then we met with UN um, delegates, but. Trinidad and Tobago wasn't available so we met with someone from Canada and they were talking like it was like 15 of these people 
my student, my like peers in a room with this Canadian delegate and the per- there was a person, another school was there. That's what happened. There was two schools because we, we were with the people that were there representing Canada and they're like, can turn it and Tobago come? <laughs> they let me tag along because it's Canada and they're nice. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows they Canada's nice. They can't do anything They open about their it. arms to everyone. <laughs> who, the poor, the, the keep, hungry. Yep. All the people who get rejected from the United States because we think we're so cool, but we're jerks. Yep. They all go over to Canada. Come to us. Come to Run away from Mama. the war in Canada. <gasps> oh, the other school was so together. We all had to ask questions too. Our teacher was like, everyone has to go around and ask a question. I was freaking out the whole time. Like, what am I going to ask about Canada? I ended up literally asking something about like, so the moose population, like, well, the, it was, you were into agriculture. Yeah. What can I do? I'm agriculture. And that's what I knew about Canada. But there was a person from the other school. By the was, way, I don't know why I just suggested that the, somehow the moose population would it could, it could eat on the farms. That yeah. could be a big issue. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? There's this kid from the other school that kept raising his hand and talking and he had like the funniest voice ever. And we were in the UN. I mean, you are describing like a Wes Anderson movie. It this definitely sounds like maybe this was just Noah a movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, this was real, and everyone was listening so intently, especially the smart girl from my school who put this whole thing together. Like, we were already disappointing her this whole time. Like, she, she was were, she, she was ashamed yeah. of you. Yeah, and then I and started laughing skirt. so bad because I knew you're not supposed to laugh, and it's like such a small, quiet room. But this guy's voice was so funny, so I'm shaking with laughter and like pinching myself until I bleed under the table. Oh, I no. still remember like me hiking up my skirt and just pinching my thighs like don't do this and then i i was just losing it i was losing it and afterwards my teacher pulled me aside like outside and she liked me the whole year but she was i'm very disappointed in you and i was like i'm i'm so sorry i just like that guy's voice and she was like he was deaf it was a deaf man and i've been laughing at a deaf man the whole time And I never looked up. I was just looking down, pinching my thighs. Oh, there it is. <laughs> That's my model UN experience. That's what I answer when you say, so did you talk about the real issues? <laughs> sure did. Dreadful. Sound that I was a horrible what person. What a that wonderful trip. trip. What was. a wonderful trip. It was. Mm. Well, but you were so busy. It sounds like you... Oh, yeah. You did... You Even as a misfit, you weren't necessarily plagued by the same sort no. of like... I mean, I was, you know, everybody who listens to the podcast knows I was... I, I, I was like... I was happy in many ways, but I also was like really unhappy and angsty in a lot of ways. I too. feel like as my freshman year of, of high school, I made friends with a popular girl, like a very typical, you know, mean girl almost. And yeah. that was like very bewitching to me because I'd never been in those groups. I've always just hung out with like nerdy, smart kids with like big, big interests. But it was like a seductive kind of friendship. The way, I mean, I never had a friend that was like, let's go shopping, like things like that, that are like girl things. I never did that. And so I was kind of like, oh, who's this creature? And she taught me how to straighten my hair. And like, I was sitting at the cool kids table. And I remember that's when I felt the worst about myself. Like I never knew how much I didn't fit in or I never cared until you're sitting there and you're like, I am not like this. I'm so uncomfortable. I didn't feel liked at all. And I also felt like I was in the exact wrong place. And then one day I was straightening my hair and I dropped the straightener on my head and I got a big scab on my head and on my forehead. And then I just stopped sitting at that table and it was like a, a new life. And I think I always was very aware of like, I was definitely sad and aware that I didn't, 
like fit in in all the the broader ways but i had a really good group of small like a small group of friends that were all so weird and different like it was like the most group of misfits of just like weird asian kid like the the who's still one of my best friends now this girl that's just like gorgeous and was somehow popular and artsy and like she was like Rachel Lee Cook from all those movies which is like she's wearing the glasses but we all know what's going on under there (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I don't know I just had a really good group around me but I always was like hyper aware that I wasn't like I couldn't be cool do you know what I mean like whatever that word meant yeah it didn't I didn't even want to be it because I was like I don't get what's going on that's how I felt like I don't understand what pants are good or like why yeah. those pants are good. Yeah. So I never really tried, I guess. <laughs> I, listen, I'm a hundred percent on board for <laughs> the person who acknowledges that it's such a, it's, it seems so far away that it's like a different language. Yeah. And I, and realizing, I think it was that freshman year realizing I don't like those boys were not nice or smart. Like I was used to my good guy friends that were interesting and funny and these guys, and this is just like a small select of the population. I don't mean this. Like, popular guys aren't nice. But, like, sitting around a bunch of jocks and stuff, I realized I have no, there's nothing inter- in me that is interested at all yeah. or having fun. And the, even the way they're treating girls at age 13 made me feel, like, fat and weird and sad and, like, so strange. It's so yeah. strange the way those little issues can just be, like... For me, it just made me want to run away from it. Of like, I have my friends in the theater. I have my friends that write. I have like that's what I'll do. Because- and so, what were the boys that you did get crushes on, or like movie stars that you were like, he's he's my perfect guy, or uh, whatever? Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart were the oh, two like boys the I always had big, huge crushes on. Yeah. Um, I don't think I know there was a picture of William H Macy in my room in high school. Love it. I think those were really the only guys I didn't have. I didn't have any crushes. I, I have Zac Efron now, but I was going to say, I still don't. I have a few. Um, well, look, now you have a crush on somebody that normally, like a normal, right? A, I don't, by the way, right? please, normal. I but know. like, I've I'm mainstream. you weren't, but yeah. you know, yeah. To th- look what's that happened. That you, now that you're experiencing that. I get it. I guess I finally get it. I don't think I had other, I mean, I really liked Tom Jones and like those, I just didn't have a thing. And then I ended up with, dating a boy for the probably like two and a half, three years of high school that was a volleyball player, super nice guy, did tech for the theater shows, like just the nicest person. The nicest people. Two and a half, three years is a long time to be yeah. in high school to be in a relationship. I remember being in relationships that lasted three months and feeling like we're practically married. I oh. gotta get out of this. Well, I had one quick relationship. Like my first boyfriend was like ninth grade while with a popular boy. He was also like, I see now like on the outskirts of the pod, like we were at the same level you of found like each other the and entree the sort of, into yeah. that world. <laughs> he ended up succeeding and I quit. <laughs> but well, was, he didn't drop a straightening iron on his forehead. I know. So he, he wasn't given that gift. And he did play out. soccer. So he was stuck. Yeah. He was stuck in that yeah. world. But that was one of those quick relationships that I, I still have like things I wrote myself, I think at that time or that he wrote where it was like, we'd been together a month and it was like, Oh, I just love you. You know, like you're so in love. With yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. But all of that still feels real to me. It doesn't yeah. feel like those feelings. I don't look back at those feelings and go, Oh, silly me. I still no. look back at them and I'm like, yeah, I really love that guy. And I'm still, I'm so jealous of like the, the level, how shallow those emotions are under your skin at that age yeah. where it feels so new and so huge. Like that is an amazing, that's a really amazing thing. Um, yeah, I loved that. That's a, that's a quick, uh, Vanessa guys, uh, 
Anne of Green Gables is back with a vengeance. Oh, she made a large appearance it. at the beginning, uh, first few episodes of the podcast, and She's she disappeared back, for a long that time. Redhead is back. Then I brought her back up, I think, last week, and now I'm bringing her up again because um i because i have to guys because vanessa and i very very Love much Anne. have that in common she vanessa is i mean of all the podcast guests i've had Ugh. get ready for this compliment of all the podcast guests no. i've had who love Anne of green gables <gasps> and, and all due respect to every single one of them you are the most like actual oh. Anne of green Gables. oh my gosh yeah. i thought you were gonna say i liked her the most no <gasps> no you are the most like the character oh. of Anne in a lot oh, of ways to my me. gosh. Uh, in terms of embo- being embodied by a, by a physical regular person. I love um, her so much. Yeah, I would say, and that's a huge compliment because I, I would so want to be Anne, you know what I mean? Oh but um, but yeah, it, go- it goes back to that idea of like being kind of on the outskirts, understanding that you're different. On one hand, it hurts that you're different, but on the other hand, you're proud of the fact that you're different. I think that's very Anne-specific. And also, um, that the level of emotion, just the level of like, I've got to feel, I love feeling the highs. And the temper and, and all, the, like, yeah. I mean, I she's love that basically bipolar. Yeah. But we all are. Fine. When yeah. we're adolescents, we're all basically bipolar. And, and I don't mean, I mean, I, adults forget that. Like when dealing with teens, like I think people. I don't, and I don't know how you could forget that. I don't either. That stuff is bur- emblazoned. And you guys know from my history with mental illness that in no way am I uh, uh, making light Glossing of bipolarity. Yeah. yeah. In no way at all. Um but I really mean it. I mean, yeah. those, the manic highs and the, and the, and the devastating lows and some people and like, you know, sort of react to that in more dramatic ways yeah. that are not good for them. And right. some of us kind of hold on to that stuff longer because it is part of our brain's chemistry. And then some people's hormones kind of calm down and then they just like kind of mellow yeah. out and plateau. Um, but that time for people, Ooh. I think, are, I think we're more unified emotionally yeah. as a, as a, as a species yep. at that time than at any other time. I agree. And I think those books actually helped me a lot. I mean, cause I was thinking like, why didn't I feel weirder? Cause I know I was, I was really acutely aware of like my place in things and I was well liked by people. I wasn't like a misfit where people were mean to me, except maybe some boys that like were kind of uncomfortable. I was mouthy and silly and that's not like a, a louder, funny girl, quote unquote, is not always like a boy's favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think overall, I had I had a you know friends in every group. But it was books like I loved A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. I read that like a oh, million God, times. It's a wonderful book. And that and and there were, there were just a few books that. Did like, you read A Wrinkle in Time? Oh yeah, Madeline Lingle. I love her. Have you read her books like A Circle of Quiet? The um, her adult books? Yes. I haven't. You will, they're beautiful. I have got to, I'm writing this they down because beautiful. I always forget about Madeline. A Wrinkle in Time is like my Bible and I don't know it if I've talked is, about this much. I just podcast, reread it last but two I weeks ago. It, I'm going to say I read it twice a year. It is it is, so it is good. It's like the Bible for yes. me. I don't like, I don't believe in the Bible, yeah. but when I read A Wrinkle in Time, I feel like uh, I'm connecting with like the like the goodness of humanity in a well, very again, specific way. It's like way. Meg is Anne too. I Meg mean, is Anne. You know, you these, know the, t- the braces, yeah. the glasses, the, the not knowing hair, where you fit in, the but not knowing, kind of, uh, feeling proud of yeah. your intelligence, but also feeling this longing yeah. for almost wishing you weren't so bright. And then you get the ultimate fulfillment of finding out you have a purpose. I oh. think that's like huge yeah. of that unfolding before you. But you should read her. She has a series of they're basically um, memoirs, and there's. Four books or maybe five books but they're all beautiful um they're just it's like poetry i mean she Man. 
is just talking about her life in the biggest, smartest way. And yeah, I loved Wrinkle in Time. Um, I mean, I read all of them, but A Wrinkle in Time is the best. It's like, by far the, the door best. and Swiftly yes. Tilting Planet. Yeah. They're not as good. And I think part of the reason they're not as good is because they're not about Meg. Yeah, I do too. Oh, what is the one further on with that's just about the... The twins? Yeah. I that one I think is like... Sandy uh, and uh, That might be Dennis. The Wind in the Door, but the whole thing about... Yeah, the two twins, like yeah. they're just not... They were like the the really well-adjusted Yeah, characters. they were like the golden boys and yeah. then they go on an adventure and you're like... Yeah. They're going to be fun. Yeah. No, you really are. You're yeah. like, oh, those two. Yeah. They've got each other. They're handsome. They're athletic. Come on. <laughs> they're liked at home. They're liked like, at home. There's what's no the, worst what's, case where's scenario. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the problem here? Um, I can't believe we're just shitting on that <laughs> Lemingle right now. How dare she write those books? But, uh, but yeah, But A Wrinkle in Time is, is extraordinary. But yeah, I mean, that stuff, that those those things that help you feel understood in the, the, the times that you're alone, I think we all have that we carry that with us now but then as well like yeah it like the like your like your social time is so social and your alone time is so profoundly yeah. alone in in when you're a teenager That's also so well and yeah. so having things that really speak to you that like you know get you through and you feel huge. understood but still like it's your still it's your secret yeah. you know what i mean um because i always felt a lot of pressure to be on with people and to be the listening friend and the the silly person and so like books for me were huge of just like somehow feeling like I was getting it all out but really it was just like you know laying it onto a character and getting done with it so those books were huge and feeling I think in feeling normal because you're like this has been going on for a while there's been girls like this like it's gonna be okay yeah absolutely and almost all those girls start on those books with bad hair too just for the record yeah everybody always always hate their hair they do always hate their hair they definitely always hate their hair there's there's always but did you but were you also because i was i was also fascinated by in very much not the same way but um because i was i i loved those books and i also loved ray bradbury i've probably talked about this before but i i've like hungrily devoured every one of his books and short stories from when I was too young to even understand why I liked yeah. him so much. Um, because my dad introduced me to him. My dad loves Ray Bradbury. Huge, yeah. huge, huge. And so, um, so his stories also, uh, but, um, but I also read like there was a period of time when, you know what? It's like, the, like you read them before you're supposed to. And then by the time you're the right age, you couldn't give a crap. Um, yeah. But like the Sweet Valley yep. High books. Yeah. I feel like I read those when I was in like sixth grade Me or too. seventh grade and because I was fascinated with the idea of like the popular girls and, like, in high school yeah. and being a teenager. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, you are a teenager and I was like, please, I need to put Same my Depeche Mode cassette tape in. I can't yeah. be bothered with like this, you know, popular girl bullshit. But it's, it's like it's made for a time when you sort of romanticize what right. it would be like to be that sort of popular uh, popular girl. I but I'd feel that. a little bit of shame about it also. No, I read all those Babysitter Club's book. All I don't the... know if I've read the Babysitter's Club. Uh, it's like, I mean, that's weird when your wish fulfillment is to be a babysitter. Like, that's like, that's what it's like. Oh God, someday I'm going to be a babysitter. Oh, I did love babysitting though. I was just talking about that, um, with someone that like, I really was, cause I just, at Thanksgiving, there was, um, one little, there were two little girls at this Thanksgiving dinner that I was at and no other kids. And, uh, well, there was a little brand new, brand new baby, but, um, but, uh, the two year old was just like, she's just running around like a scamp. Um, and then the six year old is, uh, or no, I'm sorry. She's in third grade. So she's probably like 10, right? Nine or 10. Um, 
she was all by herself as and like it was a lovely group of people yeah. she was very welcomed but i so immediately gravitate towards that person yep. like we went over into a corner i put Aww. her hair in braids and put it up like a little crown uh-huh. then i put then i started to do mine and i did one and she was like it looks good like that so i was walking around with one <laughs> braid over my head and then the rest of my hair that's down. what i used to do when i say too many braids i oh. used a braid as a headband i love a headband Ooh. braid i'm into We're, it it's kind of in now oh it's in now yeah um just ahead of my time you were ahead of your time you pioneer (laughs) but uh but you know just just like just being in a corner and being imaginative and like being being with a with a kid is like i have no idea where i was going with this but um I don't either, but I agree. I mean, I loved babysitting. That's where I want to be. Oh, babysitting. Yes, thank you. That is what what, what it was, which was that I was like, Dan was teasing me about it and was like, you know, it was so funny. Like, I would just hear, I would overhear you and it would make me laugh because everything I overheard was such a cliche of like little kids playing something. Like He's like, I would hear her be like, but the robot told us that the gold was buried on a different (laughs) island. And uh, that's an actual uh, quote, a direct quote from what we were playing on, uh, on Thanksgiving. And I was like, I got really smug and I was like, I mean, I was the best babysitter. Like I was like the most requested babysitter for the kids. I babysat because I was so active. I didn't, we would watch movies if they wanted to, but otherwise we were like, you know, creating crazy, fantastic imagination stories. And and I would play with them. I didn't, you know, I loved like the escape into, you know, we're we're all tiny. We all got shrunk down and we're living in this crazy world where like we can live in a teacup. Nothing is better to me than sitting outside with a kid, like under a tree, and like building a little house out of things, oh, and then just talking about the stories that well, are happening. That's the thing I got to bring this up too, and we're almost we're running out of time. There are a couple of things I definitely oh, want to do with you, but um, but oh. we both love tiny things. We love tiny things. We love tiny things. It's a big bonding thing, like miniatures, miniatures, are, and you can get them on Olvera Street. Yes, you can. I'm. That's one of the reasons I like the Christmas ornaments on Overa Street too. Is like just the ornaments are just like, and that's probably yeah. why I love ornaments so yep. much is that they are these miniaturized diorama, versions yeah. of things. Mm. Yeah, Vanessa and I both like to make little dioramas. <gasps> I, she, there's really some good. beautiful boxes. If you feel like sharing oh. one of one, a picture of one oh, of the boxes yeah. that you've built, we'll put that up on the Facebook Absolutely. page and on the Pinterest account. Um, yeah, I love that too, and I love the making of that stuff as much as the purchasing or someone else having made it. I love uh, equal, equal. Like I'm not going to pretend like I was so, you know, uh, au naturel that I was like, I don't have time for that dollhouse. Like I need to, you know, build mine. I would, I wanted a dollhouse inside, but I would like have the dollhouse and then you, but then you find like a stick outside and, and you somehow, Im- some, yeah, yes. you involve that or like the you, build, hours you, you, you take spend. the bed to the outside and have like a mossy yes. cave that has a bed in Ripping it. Ripping up moss and laying it oh, down as carpet is like God, the most satisfying the feeling. Yes. Oh, I could spend hours and hours. Like to me, that is the ultimate meditation or whatever it is. Is like little things, especially outside, like turning acorn cups into things. Yes, it's a very good feeling. And kids go along with you. Like people think kids need to be stimulated so much. You get a kid imagining something and talking. Yeah. Stop. Okay, guys, the plumber's done. So just hang on for a second. We're taking a short break. (laughs) By the way, it will seem as if no time has passed for you guys. That's the magic of podcasting. Hey, guys. um, Bad news from the plumber. I think we're gonna have to take another break in a second listen sometimes life happens sometimes oh, comma when life you least happens. expect it comma no nope, ellipses <laughs> life happens the dogs are barking 
guys, I don't want to alarm anyone, but it's possible that there are tree roots oh. in my mainline pipe uh, because there's a problem with like the dishwasher and the washing machine. That sounds downright like medieval. It is. It and it and it, and there's and there's a lot of homeowner problems that come up that you're like, oh, I thought owning a house would be like super fun, and instead it's like there's always a million and, things like you going have wrong. to deal with the tree's and roots. You're the person growing. who has to deal with it. No thanks. Girls got to be able to do her laundry, guys. Mm. Um, we're gonna play a game of mash. Okay. You know what that is? Yeah. Some people don't remember what mash is until we're doing it. You know the rules, right? I don't have to know the rules. You're, yeah, you're I'm just handling gonna ask the board. You for names. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm asking this you. This is exciting. For and this is like whatever you want could be like the representation of young Vanessa. It could be a combination of both. It could be. I'll just go with like for feelings. example, I will will ask you for the names of three guys that you will marry. One 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 of them. Oh. You'll end up marrying one of them. And they can be anything. Anything. Um. Oh, it's so stressful. <laughs> I'm like, who do I pick? Okay, I'm gonna go to Young Vanessa for this one. Okay. Um, what was his name? Was his name Cary Grant? No, Cary. Can I just say Cary? Which Cary? Cary James. Cary James. It was, it was in my middle school. Oh, Cary James. <laughs> Great. Cary um, James. Professor. And then- Professor. Scott, all right, guys, clearly I'm going to have to pause it. No, he's walking, he's walking. He's leaving. Should they all be famous? No, 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 okay. not at all. It can be whatever you want. Um, I mean, it's more fun for the listener, I guess. Oh, yeah, let's do, let's do for... that. So, professor, oh, professor. So Sorry, I feel guys. so stressed out. This is how I feel about trivia. Like, I can't even it's know It's even myself. more stressful that the dogs are all barking and stuff, too. <gasps> this okay. is the mess. This is the okay. sloppiest, sloppiest, messiest podcast game. episode <laughs> certainly the messiest mask shit mash game that's ever been played guys i what can i tell you this is what's happening on this episode i think it makes sense that it's that's vanessa and me and yeah. this one it's good <laughs> it just it feels right be happening with a better person okay let's go with who sings a tip to be square him huey lewis <laughs> i couldn't the only thing i don't like about this is that it means you might end up with him instead of me huey lewis uh, love it brilliant okay and then I mean, Cary Grant's passed away, so that doesn't make no, any sense. No, no, no. Why okay. not? And, Cary Grant. hey, for good measure, let's toss in a little nostalgia Cary with... Cary Grant, Huey <gasps> Lewis. Oh, this would have been true, too. Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. And you oh, now no. know Ryder Strong. Let me take it back. Oh. Kirk Cameron. Sorry, okay, Ryder. Because now got I know... Ryder Strong. Yeah, I it's too real. Shit got and too real. At this point, Kirk Cameron hadn't jumped the this shark. This is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is all nostalgic. Yeah. The the idea that I am friends with someone who lists Cary Grant, Huey Lewis, and Kirk Cameron all in one thing <laughs> is like brilliant. Um, I'm going to make up some categories because okay. I try to keep it fresh. Oh, uh, yeah, you do. And I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that you can't be happy being who you are, but this is right. a game of imaginary. Oh, so if I you could be three not. other people, like let's, let's, let's just, you, who would you want to be? Rihanna. Right. Um, if Rihanna and Huey Lewis end up married, <laughs> our work oh is done. Oh my gosh. That's a good day. Um, Meryl Streep's daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be Mamie Gunner or whatever, Gummer, but just Meryl Streep's daughter. Great. And then um, one more person. I need a big black man to be. Oh, yeah. Duh. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Love it. Absolutely Jay-Z. I couldn't be more excited life. about this. Um, if you could eat, 
I've never done. I'm, these are really <laughs> off the top of my head. You're making me think really creatively. It's great. Yes. If you could eat any type, and by the way, also no gluten for Vanessa no and Janet because of the same yep. uh, disease. Yeah. I'm going to let you all <laughs> wonder what that diseases. is. Um, uh, it's not what you think either. It's not. It's like celiac. And it's not nope. what you think. <laughs> um, okay, so if you could eat mm-hmm. something like all the time without having any physical ramifications whatsoever, it could be because of your, yours and my mutual allergies, or it could just be like a thing that's fattening, or it yeah. could just be a thing that... You know what? You don't even really like, but everyone else seems to. So maybe you should pretend that you like it in the Smash game. One thing or three things? Three different things. Okay. Because um, I also don't do dairy. So Me neither. let's imagine pizza. Yep. Haven't had that in a while. Um, I know there's other options, but I don't usually like to eat the fake stuff either. So it's just like, oh. I don't like, so- what I do is I don't like soy cheese either. So I do, a, I do do Have the you whole tried diet cheese? pizza. Daya? Oh, no, I haven't. It's at Whole Foods, and it's made from tapioca root. It's gluten-free, soy-free. Okay, because sometimes melts, I do the rice cheese, but it's so salty. It's better, it's better than both. Okay, I'll try Daya. Because I do like getting the Whole Foods gluten-free pizza crust. I just put whatever else I want on it that doesn't involve cheese or tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the pizza place? Yes. From the- no, you can get it fro- in the frozen section or at the Whole Foods in Glendale. Mm-hmm. They have them not frozen, just refrigerated, and so you just like Whoa. heat them up for like 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's pizza. say pizza. Let's also say maybe i'm just in a carbon mood bagel great um, God, i haven't that i really haven't had in right? such a long time uh, me either probably 10 years like a yeah. bagel with cream cheese oh yeah what yeah um and then one more thing maybe i would be a person that likes pistachio flavored things love it i've never done that <laughs> um I, I didn't either until i had some pistachio gelato in paris that See? was like you're so one of those people that... i like pistachios but like yeah. I, th- I always like it when people are like oh pistachio ice cream delicious yeah, it's very sophisticated yeah, doesn't it <laughs> um okay what about like a talent that you would want to have dancing dancer like great. hip-hop dancer great um amazing singer great singer love it and how about being a really talented potter? Ooh, I'd really like that. I love it. Um, okay. Um, okay. What's another one? Uh, look, uh, a vehicle that you would get around. It doesn't even have to be a car. And I don't have to be. Uh, if if we you, can take away my fears from absolutely. A, okay. Anything. Oh, you could be a, tr- a helicopter pilot. I mean, not that, not as a job, but like if right. you want to get around with some vehicle. I like a sparkly sidecar that someone else drives the motorcycle part of sidecar passenger um i would like to be a passenger also in some big up high car some jacked up car jacked Something. up like a like a big like a monster truck yeah but with some like really feminine rims feminine <laughs> and rims. then last choice would obviously be speedboat fantastic <laughs> obvious it's so obvious i had already written it in i had already written it in so i don't even have to write it uh speedboat and then let's do three pets and that'll be it that i want or that any i fant- have a fantasy pet okay oh Let's pretend they're nice. Miniature horse. Um, mini horse. Really wish they were f- friendlier. Mini horse, <laughs> super mini pig. They don't exist, but like minier than the little <laughs> pigs. They're touting this pig as a mini pig and it like, weighs 30 like, pounds. Like they can fit in the palm of your hand. Yeah, so I want palm that of your hand pig. Palm, a palm pig. A palm pig. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh, and a great chain. I just laughed. It sounded like a pig squeal. <laughs> like a bomb. It's not even my normal laugh. 
I really adapt my laugh to whatever oh, the subject at hand you're is. So smart. Uh, in fact, let me go back and laugh at Mini Horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job. Great, Dane. Thank you. How does that laugh? Sounded funny. You should like mention it. <laughs> oh, great, Dane. Okay, uh, one more pause, guys. Oh. Possibly two, depending on what happens with the plumber. But here comes uh, the counting process. Oh, first I have to do this. Tell me when to stop. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, guys, I'll see you in one second. What is going to happen? Note, you will not see me. Pausing. All right, guys, this is what happened. Uh, I counted it up, and in the meantime, uh, Colin and Vanessa just said they had Deborah Ann Wool, who's on uh, True Blood, on the podcast. I love her, and Vanessa just compared me to her, yes. and now my day is made. And then we were nothing can get plotting me down today. How to be real friends? And then we were like, "Oh my god, we need to be so best friends with her that? immediately. We we're going to work on that." She loves mystery science theater. I know. She we're going to try. I want to so have her. Oh. Yeah, oh, I got it. Gosh, eyes in. you could swim in. I'm in. I'm in, guys. Okay. Um, all right, listen. Sometimes it works out that you live in a shack, and that's okay because hopefully you're happy anyway. You did get the shack. It's hard to get the shack. It was always like the most heartbreaking moment to get the shack in the old days. You live in a shack, but here's the thing. What? You're married to Cary Grant. Ah. And you must be choosing to live in a shack because if you're married to Cary Grant and you're Meryl Streep's daughter. Oh, this you're is just a good living, life. Yeah, you're We're just, just living, trying to make it romantic. If you and if for some reason you're having trouble with the fact that you live in a shack, you can also uh, take a little ride on your speedboat <gasps> with Carrie at the helm and a captain's Carrie outfit. At the helm and a captain's <laughs> outfit. And then once you get guys get home, you put a nice pizza in the oven oh. and eat as much pizza as you want with no physical ramifications oh. whatsoever. And uh. then. And then you're all energized because you've got all the uh, delicious carbs from the pizza. So you do some hip hop dancing because Which you're I'm master at it. at it. You're the best there is. Oh my gosh. This is the best and life I could have ever. And you cuddle before. up. Oh no. With your palm pig. <laughs> congratulations. Oh my gosh. My heartiest congratulations. I don't, I love the shack. We want to be close to each other. Exactly. You know, oh, it's super cozy. We're just doing it rustic. I love it. We've it's a all had that big life. Listen, my friend Marianne just got back from doing like a USOE kind of a comedy tour thing in Alaska. And she was telling me about this hipster couple that lived that she met who took they took her dog sledding and they live in like <laughs> a cabin in the middle of the forest Ugh. with an outhouse, no running water. She when she got when they got back from dog sledding, the wife had made the Wait, dogs like the dog is pulling this like yeah like they have three like they have like Whoa. six mutts who love oh, oh i being missed up the grammar i thought you were saying they took her dog sledding oh like hey we, you cute dog I let me in the babe take it <laughs> i i am going to imagine that from here on out but um she has video of her and these happy dogs are bounding through the snow oh. and she's on the back of the sled and then she and the guy got back from sledding and the adorable like 25-year-old darling wife had made um, Swedish pancakes with her own blackberry preserves that she oh, makes in the summer. my gosh. I mean, these people are like a Wes Anderson movie. Speaking oh, of Wes Anderson, like everything gosh. that was described, she showed what me a Carrie picture of their cabin. Be. It's amazing. And they live in like this little cabin that's sort of a shack. It, this, I mean, it's fantastic. I have a great this life. Is, Thank you're going to you have so a great much. life. I'm so excited. This was, uh, again, a sloppy, messy, what a loud. Ride. Get, there were dogs barking. Ugh. There were plumbers coming through, like really it. just the one. Mm. And um, it was a complete pleasure. It flew by, even with our multiple breaks. And uh, guys, I hope you followed along well enough. <laughs> I know it was all over the place, but it, I, I, I couldn't have had more fun. So I couldn't I hope have you guys either. got something out of it as well. I know you did.
I had so Come much on. fun. We I all so know we all fun. did. I hope uh, there's going to be a part two to this for oh sure. My gosh, God, I'm ready. Back. I'm ready. And um, I cherish and love you. I cherish and love you. Oh, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, the, all the listeners? Were <laughs> you really talking to your listeners? No, I was talking to you. I was like, oh my gosh, because I love them too. I was talking <laughs> to you, but we, both, but we both love you guys yeah. also. Especially um, Jules out there in New Zealand. Especially all you people <laughs> living out in Australia and <laughs> New Zealand. Uh, Jules is never going to, I'm never going to hear Jules. the end of this. Yeah. Um, but uh, all right, great guys. So uh, weigh in. Uh, please let us know if there were like eight stories that we started yeah. and never finished. Uh, it all went by in a crazy, fantastic blur. And uh, and we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Before We Were Brittle, courtesy of the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.